I'd like to welcome everybody to today's podcast. Today we have the honor of having the principal investigator for the study Prospective Evaluation of Earth Deoxychoic Acid Withdrawal in Patients with Primary Sclerosis and Cholangitis with us today. And uh, the paper is fascinating in that it really addresses a current clinical issue that we all see on a daily, if not weekly basis. What do you do with somebody with primary sclerosing cholangitis? Now, if you look at the practice guidelines, ursodeoxycholic acid is no longer recommended for management of adult patients with PSC. And interestingly, the, the authors of this paper undertook a prospective evaluation of urso withdrawal in a group of consecutive patients with PSC. And ultimately, the study is not, is not large. 26 patients were involved. All were treated at doses of 10 to 15 milligrams per kilogram per day in the study. And several parameters were measured. Ultimately, uh, these patients were followed, I believe, for, for three months along the way. And at the end of the day, it was concluded that discontinuation of URSO in patients with PSC causes significant deterioration in liver biochemistry and influences concentration of bile acid metabolites. And interestingly, a proportion of these patients had increased pruritus, I believe it was 42%, but other short-term markers of quality of life were unaffected. Along with this study, in the September issue of Hepatology, there is a wonderful editorial written by Keith Linder, and we'll touch on some of the editorial towards the end of the podcast. But let me turn it over now to Dr. Wunsch, who is going to take us through some of, of her thoughts related to putting this study together and ultimately some of the highlights of the study. So welcome, Iwa, to today's podcast. So I welcome uh, also in the present study, we for the first time evaluated prospectively the effect of ursodeoxycholic uh, acid withdrawal in PSC patients, including changes to liver biochemistry, serum acids, and FDS-19 profiles. Also, quality of life and finally, survival probability measured by the Mayo risk. In analyzed patients, EDCA withdrawal resulted in a highly significant deterioration of liver biochemistry and increased risk score. In bile acid profiles, we observed significant decrease of lithothoric acid and its derivatives. After UDCA removal, holostatic parameters, conjugate of cholic acid and henodecoxycholic acid, correlated with serum FDS-19 levels. Short-term markers of quality of life were mostly unaffected. However, there was an improvement of well-being in social functioning domain and mental component summary in SF36. Nevertheless, there was a proportion of patients who reported an impairment in disease-related symptoms, and 42% of patients reported increased pruritus measured by itching domain of PBC40. In conclusion, effective medical treatment of PSC has been hindered by the uncertainty regarding the pathogenesis of the disease and the factors responsible for its progression. Our findings clearly show that interruption of long-term treatment with UDCA results in rapid and significant deterioration of biochemical cholestasis and influences the concentration of bile acid metabolites. These changes are accompanied by increased myo score. 
A proportion of patients report increased pruritus, but other short-term markers of quality of life are unaffected. I think the further evaluation of the patient's impact on stopping QBC and PCR are warranted, including consequences for clinical trial design. I think that's a great summary and wrap-up of your study. It would be interesting yes. to know, and, and this is highlighted a little bit in the review by Dr. Linder's group, in reference to some of the limitations of the study that mitigate some of the impact. And, and I'd be interested to see if you had some some insight into that. And, and one is, it's, it's unknown from the paper whether the sample consists of those who demonstrated an initial therapeutic response and thus remained on URSO, which could introduce some selection bias. So can you provide some insight into that? So all patients were treated with uh, ultra-deoxyholic acid in intermediate dose of uh, 15 milligram per uh, kilogram per day, and respectively of the response of the ultra-deoxyholic acid. Of note, some patients have um, normal alkaline phosphate at entry, and uh, these patients also had normal alkaline phosphatase values at uh, the end of the study. So. I think the response of the ultra-deoxycholic acid is also important for the patients who removed the treatment. Okay, so if the patients did not respond to URSO, were they continued on URSO, or the only people that were basically enrolled in the study were those people that had been put on URSO, had a good response to URSO, were continued on URSO, enrolled in the study, and then withdrawn from URSO? Does that make sense? Was that mm-hmm. was that how your cohort was enrolled? So these were consecutive patients, unrespective to the responses also. So the same situation is in the PBC patients. We know that in about 40% patients of PBC also did not respond to URSO, but UDCA is still widely recommended as primary therapy in this disorder, even in non-responders. There are no recommendations to stop uh, orthodoxicolic acid in these patients, with the hope being that some benefit might still be gained in these patients. Right. So ultimately, Dr. Linder in his editorial brings up the notion that while high-dose orthodoxicolic acid from a study that he performed actually showed bad outcomes, that intermediate doses might be okay at 17 to 23 milligrams per kilogram per day. And so he put together a nice little algorithm where he showed that evaluating patients with PSC, if the ALKFOS was greater than 1.5, the upper limit of normal, and or there was pruritus or other PSC-associated symptoms, that you would assess those constitutional symptoms, get a CA-19-9, an MRCP, And if you rule out a dominant stricture or a biliary mass, that you could then discuss the potential therapeutic and symptomatic risk and benefits of using this intermediate dose and talk to your patients about a potential six-month trial. And ultimately, if they do well, if their ALKFOS normalizes or they have a 40% reduction from baseline, then ultimately you just continue. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a good way to approach these patients moving forward? Yes, I fully agree with um, this approach. I think the continuation of uh, UDCA in the patients who respond to also is a good um, 
a solution for this patient, but also the new therapies should be considered in this patient, maybe in the clinical trials. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, as new therapies start to be looked at for these cholestatic liver diseases like PBC and PSC, it's going to be very interesting to see if we can confer a greater benefit with some of these newer therapies over the potential benefit that this intermediate dose of ursodeoxycholic acid may be having. And it, it's, uh, I think your study adds a lot to the story in PSC. And maybe we threw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe we, we uh, were too quick to get rid of Urso altogether. And there is a role, but I agree, newer therapies need to be considered. And fortunately, it looks like some may be on the way in the near future. Well, thank you for uh, the call today. I think you hit on a couple important points, and uh, we certainly look forward to getting more information from you related to PSC in the near future. Any final comments? Thank you also for the talk today. In conclusion, I I think we should very carefully look at the ortho-deoxycholic acid. And our findings clearly show that interruption of the long-term treatment resulting in rapid and significant deterioration of bicameral cholestasis. So further evaluation of the patient impact of stopping ortho-deoxycholic acid, also in the view of future clinical trials, should be warranted. Okay. Sounds terrific. Well, again, thank you for your time today, and, and I hope that this podcast is helpful to the listeners as you explore treatment of primary sclerosis and cholangitis, and we look forward to further treatments for patients with this disease. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you very much.